Let's have a chamber chat with folks from the Northeast Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. That's the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. We're joined by the president, Sheila Frost, by the executive director, Betty Kujai. And this week's chamber member guest that we have on is Ryan Fitzgibbons of the Holy Family Homeless Shelter here in Romantic Willimantic. Folks, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. And as always, Betty, let me start with you. What's been going on in the last month with the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce? Good morning, Wayne. It's great to be back with you. Um, Yes, we have been extremely busy. We had a fabulous uh, business showcase on September 8th over at the Wyndham Golf Course. We had 13 businesses that showed their wares and networked with business people. We had about 120 guests in attendance. Um, It was a lot of fun, great networking. Uh, great response from the community. Tim DeVivo called me afterwards and said what a great event it was, and he was just really thrilled with the turnout. So a uh, home run right there. We were thrilled with that event. And any ribbon cuttings lately? We have. Sheila? Uh, so for the month of September, we started off with Archambault Insurance Electric Charging Station in Putnam. That was a fun little event to um, showcase where we worked with Titan Energy to see where you can back your electric car up and charge it while you're in Putnam. Um, we also had a ribbon cutting and first anniversary celebration on September 2nd at Board and Brush in Plainfield, which is a beautiful creative studio. We had a ribbon cutting on September 9th at Green Valley Laboratory in Dayville, Connecticut. That was a great experience. Uh, Betty and I really enjoyed that. On the 15th of September, we went over to Pizza King in Dayville, which is awesome because it's a, it's a little hidden gem for northeastern Connecticut here. So we went over there and celebrated with them. The ribbon cutting on September 22nd was Northeast On-Site Services, LLC, and that's right in Brooklyn. And um, we've just got a couple more that we have on the, on the docket here. Um, we have a ribbon cutting for Prue Law Group that we are, are waiting a date on and um, the ARC Cookie Factory ribbon cutting. So we've got a few upcoming, but that we're on the schedule for. And there's probably some people who say, wait a minute, the Prue Law Group's already here, but what are they opening a new office? They're opening a new office in Brooklyn. So we're waiting to hear back from Pat Prue on when he wants to do it. He he had a location in Brooklyn and then bought a building and totally renovated it. And uh, that I'm sure he hopes to have that open shortly. One of the members of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce is Ryan Fitzgibbons from the HFHS Homeless Shelter. Ryan, good morning. Now, we've known it around here for years as the Holy Family Home and Shelter, but you've reintroduced the name the HFHS Homeless Service. What's the story behind that? Yes, yeah, so we, we just expanded services. We kind of wanted to find our own our own niche, you know, uh, Wyndham No Freeze does a great job with homeless uh, shelters. And so we, we wanted to reinvent ourselves. You know, I took over in the end of November of 2021, and we wanted to find a purpose. And so during that time period, it was looking at what services were provided already and what the need was. And obviously now uh, through COVID and you know, with the interest rates climbing, you know, we have a lot of, we're seeing a lot more uh, activities. So we just decided to turn it into HFHS and have uh, four divisions under that where uh, we provide shelter services, but we also do what a lot of people aren't aware of. We do supportive housing with our Homes Plus program, and then we have our uh, homeless services where we've recently uh, partnered with Key Bank. They're providing classes of financial literacy, 
And then the community aspect is just what you know what we're doing now. You know about having uh, Betty at the chamber and uh, other organizations in the area that we're partnering with uh, to uh, help better uh, the community we live in. And as you indicated, Ryan, you've been on nearly for a year now at the Holy Family Home and Shelter, or now HFHS Homeless Services. And uh, what types of things have you done in that near year? What things have changed, and what things have you added? Oh, and it's it's been a very crazy busy year. We, I mean, just for the website, we have a new website, um, new social media that's launched. But our, our new website is hfhscommunity.org, um, and you can see it's changed from holyfamilywoolmanic.org uh, when I first came on. So now it's hfhscommunity.org, and you can see all of the different services that we have provided there. And we've uh, done updates to the facility. We're about to. Uh, renovate uh, our basement level where we'll have um, a meeting multi-purpose room and a kitchen. So a lot of different things there. We have partnerships in the community offering uh, services and a lot of stuff in the pipeline uh, to launch to support, you know, the community, whether it be job preparatory classes or um, Wyndham Tech. They have, people have a chance to earn vocational credits or to expand, you know, their, their knowledge in the field. So we're really tackling the other side of homelessness where it's preventative and stopping, you know, recidivism rate. Ryan, just tell me what goes on uh, behind the doors of Holy Family Home and Shelter. Who, for example, are your clientele? Who are the people who use and, by the same token, need your services? Uh, every, your neighbor. It's everybody. It's it's pretty scary uh, right now. I mean, we're seeing a lot of people that are just, you know, a lot of this, that typical, stereotypical, you know, view of what a homeless person is. And it's really... It's really not that, and it's a lot of people that um, just run into hard times or lose a job. I mean, we see an uptick, and we have a lot. Of, we're we're unique in that area where we are a family shelter as well. So we don't just a lot of shelters either men or women, um, and we we do mainly women and and families. You know, we have a couple levels to the building, and it's separated. But really, it's it's a it's a wide range. It's it's a lot of different people, and you know, unfortunately, you know, that kind of tells you know, where we're at right now um, in the area with uh, economically. I mean, we've seen an uptick there. Um, and where we are located, though, it's not really indicative of what's happening in, you know, Wyndham County or necessarily because we have a lot of people that are transit either coming from Hartford or from south of the state. And so it's, we, we provide services to whoever's in the area. Would you take a homeless man into Holy Family? Uh, not a single man. We would take a, a man that's with a family. And how do you handle it with kids? Because obviously a lot of the women that show up there have got kids in tow. How do you accommodate them as well? I mean, they're the life of the shelter, actually. I mean, they, they, we have uh, you know, a lot of kids that come through there. We, we work with the school districts uh, that provide transportation. So we could have kids that go to school in, from Thompson or that go to school from Plainfield or Old Saybrook. It doesn't matter where they're from, and we make sure that they don't have an interruption in their education. Uh, try to provide as much, you know, um, routine and, and normal seats for their lives. Uh, but we have the staff, you know, it's, it, we love having the, the kids around. I mean, obviously we want to see them get out of that situation, but while they're around, we just try to make them as comfortable as possible. We've had some great volunteers that will assist with that and, and really they're the life of it. It really it makes the, it makes the uh, a happy environment. So, Betty, what's next on the agenda for the next month or so with the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce? 
Uh, we have, a, uh, as Sheila said, we have a couple of ribbon cuttings coming up, and our newest one, which just happened last night, is uh, scheduled for uh, October 27th, and that's going to be at Stone Ledge Inn in Brooklyn. It's a brand-new B&B, and they joined the chamber yesterday. We reached out to them and, and said, would you be interested in having a ribbon cutting? And they were thrilled, so uh, we've got that on our calendar. And then on November 3rd, we are going to be bringing back one of our oldest events, um, but it's been on hiatus for the last couple of years as a result of COVID, and that's Tastefully New England is the old name. We've, we've now rebranded it as Taste of the Towns. And this is a fabulous food show where we bring in anywhere from 16 to 18 food establishments, anything from catering companies to bakeries to restaurants, and they provide a sampling uh, to the guests of some kind of particular dish that they have in their restaurant. We want to make sure that they're marketing themselves and marketing themselves for upcoming holiday and uh, holiday events. And it's scheduled for November 3rd, 6 o'clock p.m., over at Grill 37 in Pomfret. And we take over the entire restaurant. And past history has seen as many as 350 to 375 guests. And speaking of grills, Sheila Frost, you run the Courthouse Bar and Grill. What's new there? So down in Putnam, we have been celebrating Oktoberfest um, throughout, not just at the courthouse, but at uh, the other restaurants along Main Street and the retail stores. So what we decided to do is kind of showcase some food items and beer, of course, and uh, the retail stores have some German items in their stores. So at the courthouse, we've been featuring German homemade soups in our restaurant, and we also have Wiener Schnitzel and Bratwurst and Knockwurst. And we have some delicious um, desserts that I actually bring in from Sugar's Bakery, which is another chamber member. And what I'm doing is apple strudel, German chocolate cake, and beer mug-shaped sugar cookies. <laughs> so um, not only is the food and the beer delicious, because we have Sam Adams Oktoberfest, we have um, other Oktoberfest brews and um, Shipyard Pumpkin Ale, so we're really celebrating the season. But we also, this Thursday night, we are welcoming Sam Adams um, is coming in, their representatives coming in from Boston, and we're doing a Stein hoisting contest. So starting at 5 o'clock this Thursday, we have men's and women's divisions where you can come in, and you have to hold, you have to hold out your arm with a mug full of beer, and um, whoever can hold it the longest wins some prizes from uh, Sam Adams. So it's a lot harder than it looks, to be perfectly honest. So... Um, I'm excited, and I'm hoping to see some different faces uh, come in for that because it's, it's a really good time, and it's just a really unique and fun event. I want you to impress those people when they come in and let them know that today, September the 27th, is the birthday of the American revolutionary leader Samuel Adams. And I guess he, he's isn't that the guy they named the beer after? It sure is. I guess that's perfect timing, right? See that? So you can look like you know their history there by telling them 1722, the original Samuel Adams was born. That sounds like a fun event coming up at Courthouse Bar and Grill in Putnam. Back to our chamber member guest, Ryan Fitzgibbons of HFHS Homeless Shelter, the old Holy Family Home and Shelter. Ryan, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd like to develop it longer here, and that is the recidivism rate that 
you're trying to reduce the people that need your services. What kind of programs do you have that will help do that? Well, we're really, uh, we had just started. I know uh, I had talked to you a lot before uh, earlier in the summer, and that we're starting to see that come into play now. So it's really about like education and opportunity, everything from self-esteem and you know, just a lot of the different things can, uh, we, that we see a lot of the same people that may rotate in and out. Um, and talking with other service providers in the can, they have you know similar things. So uh, when I was out in Wichita um, as a chief operating officer at that organization, we had programs and, and a lot of different ways of attacking the issue of people returning. And, and so trying to translate that here. And, you know, we have a lot of services in eastern Connecticut, uh, thankfully, um, between Access and uh, Wyndham Nofries, TGCCA, a lot of great partners there. Uh, but we want to go at it from a different angle where it's stopping the you know, people from returning, you know, addressing the issues and uh, partnering. We partner with the Eastern Connecticut State University and their psychology department, and we have their interns starting in January. So it'll be the first time we have official interns from the psychology department uh, working with us. But also, you know, writing grants for an MSW and having the ability to provide counseling services. It's just tacking everything uh, from why people are ending up in that situation or if it's just a tough um, spot that they find themselves in, it's giving them the tools they need to get out of it and to not return to that. So it's uh, taking a little different approach. It's like, you know, there's many steps to the process and just like the road to homelessness, it takes various forms. Uh, we want to provide those same kind of solutions. As we've made it quite clear, you're a lot more than just a homeless shelter, but that, of course, is the primary thing that I think you're best known for. And there may be some people listening right now, Ryan, that go, why would a homeless shelter be a member of a chamber of commerce? But there's a pretty good answer for that. You really work hand-in-hand with the members of the chamber, including Betty Kujai. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 why wouldn't we? You know, it's, it's a thing where, you know, I think that homelessness affects us all, poverty, you know, we, we see it all the time. I mean, we're all one bad thing away, you know, unfortunately, not to be doom and gloom, but, you know, that's just the reality of life that things happen. And so it's just bringing that education that, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be stigmatized. Um, and, you know, I personally haven't been through that, but I've worked with people and throughout, you know, my career and all that, I've seen it and it's affected and, you know, everybody, everybody can see it no matter where you are. And it's just taking that stigma away and, and really educating. My job is to educate people on the situation and what's happening now and also uh to make those relationships with the people that can make a difference and you know i found that you know many people that can you know they step up and they're willing to help help each other out does your client census the number of people who use your services does it get changed depending on how the economy is and if so i'm wondering do you notice less of a need for your services now that the economy has bounced back from where it was a year or two ago um, no, no. I mean, COVID obviously was a unique situation. I mean, it wasn't really reflective of the current economic status. I mean, it, it, it really doesn't, it can highlight and affect different demographics, um, but it, it's, it's this out there. I mean, between substance abuse and other types of, you know, mental illness, we see a huge issue right there. I mean, you can go back and study the history of that, you know, when the United States shut down all uh, mental health facilities, you see a huge increase in in the homeless population. So it's it's definitely something that's there. It's not going away. And, you know, every time we have, uh, you know, an issue economically, uh, social, you know, with a financial issue with banking or housing or whatever, you see an uptick there. And so we're seeing an uptick, talking to partners 
um, in the area, um, uptick. You know, I still have conversations with people in the Midwest and out on the West Coast. And so it's definitely a need. It's definitely a need that's growing as well, unfortunately. Uh, but we do have, you know, in the United States, we do have a great social safety net. Um, so, you know, it will be okay. It's just a matter of talking with people and having the people that can make a difference you know, step up and, and assist. And, you know, on the different shows I've been on, people have called and said, hey, how can we help? And we honestly just reach out to other, you know, organizations as well. There's, there's a ton of them. So it's not just about HFHS. It's about working together with all of our different social services providers. How do you work with local colleges, community outreach, and building relationships and trust for those who aren't ready for shelter? Yeah, so uh, Melanie Keyes at Eastern Connecticut State University, she's the head of the psychology department. I've had a great relationship with her. You know, I had a relationship with the soccer coach prior to even coming on here. So, you know, I was able to make some introductions there and just kind of saying that, hey, we this is what we were doing. I know we were siloed for a long time as Holy Family Home and Shelter. And part of the reason for the rebrand uh, was that it was to give us a new identity. And we have a new logo and um HFHS kind of just shortens that, so it's not like we're pulling away from being holy family. Um, we just we know that we needed to do something different, and that you know we started renovating the facility uh, early on, and now it's looking at programs that we can offer, and then having you know me be out there talking about it and and showing you know what we what we can do and what we've been doing and providing tours. You know we anybody that wants to come by, we set up tours. We have volunteers that just help assist with that. Of course, you know, for privacy reasons, uh, we, we schedule it um, and try to have it not affect the operations of and the people that are living with us. But we, we definitely want people to see, like, where we were and where we are now and what we can offer. And, and really to see that if you were to go through our building, it would be like going through any other place. It's, it's, um, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So there's a lot of people out there, and I always talk to people at the end of, you know, conversations or I talk at Source Congregational Church or, you know, I give a speech somewhere, and, you know, it's just being connected to everybody and and uh, and being able to help. It doesn't need to be as dramatic as a large donation to a social service place, but just looking out for one another and being aware that we all struggle and we all want to be happy. Speaking of donations, are you looking for or do you utilize donations from the community? And if so, what do you need? Yes, we, we, we always look for stuff for babies. Um, unfortunately, that's, you know, that's, something we see quite often, uh, whether it's diapers or, you know, wipes, stuff like that. Um, we do, we also do redirect donations. So if people call and inquire, um, and, and I have a lot of relationships with other leaders of the uh, social service programs and kind of talk to them if they need something. So we all kind of work together, but anything that involves kids, I mean, we run drives uh, before the school year and we, we were very successful with that and we were able to give away uh, some extra donations there to other service providers. So um, donating to us is a is a great thing too because it's going to help somebody somewhere. And whether it's for us or for another organization, we don't let any of that kind of stuff go to waste. Um, but uh, Christmas, we run tour drives. Just anything that people need, food drives. We, we're about to run a, um, a food drive for our pantry because we also, you know, we provide meals there, but we also provide. Uh, food for people that are just on the street through street outreach programs. So we could use anything is what I'm saying. Ryan, how large an area does HFHS Homeless Services serve? Well, as far as just sheltering, uh, it's in Willimantic. But program-wise, we're seeing it go right up through the eastern side of Connecticut with uh, partner uh, relationships for community outreach and education services, you know, whether it be in stores 
or uh, right there through ES, uh, ECSU. I know talking with people about getting involved with QVC um, and uh, Wyndham Tech. You know, there's a lot of different options. So outreach-wide, it's, it's anywhere on eastern Connecticut. Uh, shelter would be right there in Wallmanic. You've come back to this area last year after working in Wichita as the chief operating officer for a large social service organization named Humankind, where you focus not only on shelter, but also programs to end homelessness. Those programs that were successful there, are you trying or have you already established to those here in Willimantic? Yeah, so that's that's the key, uh, the key thing is that this is new to the area, but not new to me. Uh, I was really impressed, you know, to see it um, out in Wichita, and I kind of have I have that relationship now, working closely with Susan Johnson, uh, Joe Courtney's office, and uh, even Senator Blumenthal, where it's reporting data to them, and then having you know Susan Johnson's been a great advocate for us, and uh, working closely with her on legislation around homelessness, and so I took it's really not an invention; it's what I saw work out in Wichita, and we were fortunate enough as a large organization to own a couple city blocks and apartment complexes, and right before, you know, I mean, the last thing for me was to convert a hotel into a studio apartment, uh, and we did that and then moved back here. And so instead of doing that with HFHS and just having us own that area, we have a lot of great partners and social service providers, and it's so it's taking that model and then working with other organizations here uh, to do that. And we, we kind of are like the new kid on the block, even though we've been a lo- around for a long time, you know, with me coming in and changing our, our identity, we're now new. So it's, you know, enhancing other organizations' strengths. And then we can, at the same time, try to identify any gaps in the system. And then I can build programs around that. HFHS Homeless Services, but it's Holy Family Home and Shelter, the legal name, but they've reintroduced themselves as HFHS Homeless Services a year or so ago. And the CEO is Ryan Fitzgibbons, who's a satisfied member of the Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce. We've also been joined on our chamber chat this morning by Chamber President Sheila Frost and also Betty Kujai, the executive director. Folks, good information. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you, Wayne. Thanks. Have a great day. Northeastern Connecticut Chamber of Commerce serving the 23-town Greater Wyndham County region. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.